freedom 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 over fame freedom over cycle stays the same welcome first of all welcome this is unsolicited perspectives i am your host bruce anthony thank you for listening and watching wherever you get your podcast and video podcast subscribe share like comment and rate us you can find us on instagram youtube and twitch at unsolicited underscore perspectives on twitter and tiktok at unsolicited underscore per watch us live every thursday night 7 30 p.m eastern on youtube and twitch our audience continues to grow with each and every episode and i humbly thank you on today's episode, this is Sibling Happy Hour. I'm here with my sis, Jay Andrea. We're going to be talking about the GOP race, a Supreme Court ruling, and certain way to raise your kids. Like, we have the right to say anything. But first things first. What up, sis? What up, brother? I, nothing. I can't breathe out here. It's, let me tell you something. It's looking like Dune up there. Look, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> well, you know this. The, this the the the. <laughs> I, I immediately want to do some Smokey the Bear type stuff. Only you yeah. can prevent forest fires. But I mean, that's essentially what it is. It's yeah, forest fires in Canada, and the wind is bringing it down here, and, and you know so, it's. So they say. Oh Lord Jesus! <laughs> what do you mean by that? No, I was just kidding. <laughs> Some <laughs> people I, are. Go ahead. I am happy I live in the South. This is the only reason why? That's it. There's no other reason why <laughs> I'm can, happy to be living in the South. I can understand that. There is no other good reason to live in the South. I can go outside and take a deep breath. Yeah, that's true. You got snakes in your backyard, though. I ain't got no snakes. No, he just sprayed today, so it's, I'm good. <laughs> Well, he better spray it. When I come up there and visit, he better spray the, the full week, every day that week before I come up there. You are not going to see one snake. So okay. don't worry about it. All right. I'm just saying. But other than that, you know, I'm cooling, chilling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, literally, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm inside. I can't go outside. Yeah, I can't go outside. Well, I walked the dog and, you know, it was like, we ain't got no choice. I, I got to walk him. Yeah. Did you wear a mask? No, I didn't. Uh, it's looking real post-apocalyptic out there you gotta wear a mask okay so of course the news shows you the absolute worst scenes and i don't see this orange hue that's 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 reflecting in the camera it's bad but it ain't that bad i mean you could smell smoke it's crazy because you go outside and it's like i smell barbecuing right but it don't don't smell like barbecue it smells like burning uh but you know it is what it is i was talking to uh, one of my clients who used to live out in uh california who now resides in arkansas and uh she she works for nasa and a lot of her colleagues are based here in dc mm-hmm. and they were complaining because obviously we're not used to this but her being yeah. in california she was like oh i don't feel bad for you guys because y'all always say it's no big deal i was like i have never said that it's no big deal I've, i don't, I don't know think why i've ju- ever said yeah. 
wildfires <laughs> right. displacing and killing people is not a big deal. It's you a speak big as, deal. She was speaking specifically to the smoke, but I was just yeah. like, I've never said anything. Stop lumping me in as one big group. So you yeah. have a couple people that may have said something. It's not the entire group. I'm not happy right now, and I'm not trying to deal with this. No, no. But I mean, that's what's going on. I mean, I guess in a in a perfect segue, where there's smoke, there's fire, and the GOP presidential race right now is already fire. I, you know, I saw the candidates so far. I wouldn't say it's it's fire. It's lukewarm. No, well, I'll tell Everyone you why it's fire. Is, go, you you explain to me because okay. this seemed very. What do you do? What do you happens when you mix hot water and cold water? <laughs> okay, <laughs> lukewarm. It seemed uh, very room temperature. Well, because Trump was already sat it was already attacking our man Ron DeSantos. Yeah, DeSantos. I I purposely mess up his name. If y'all haven't been listening to the show, mm-hmm. we call him Ronald or Ronda DeSantos. Uh, <laughs> but he's been he calling them Desactimonious or something like yes. that. It's <laughs> look, I. I do not support the former president of the United States, uh, former President Trump, in any way except for his humor. That dude is hilarious. He can think of some names. He can think of some names. But they're so juvenile. They're so juvenile. They're like elementary, middle school names. They're they're not clever, but they're just funny that this grown-ass man that was the leader of the most powerful nation mm-hmm. resorts to elementary middle school nicknames. Yeah. But then Chris Christie came out yesterday. He came out swinging. He's not like being all these other politicians who are tiptoeing around Trump. He's going straight at Trump, calling him out and all types of stuff, saying he was unfit, this and that. And it's funny because Chris Christie was like his right-hand man helping him with the transition so team. so sometimey that I don't even, you know... I don't know that that guy is so sometimey because you know he did the same thing with uh, with former President Obama. He was he was very anti Obama, and then Sandy hit, and all of a sudden they rolling up their sleeves together and they're best friends. Like he's so sometimey that I I just can't. Humpty Dumpty gonna have to stay up on that I'm, wall for a little while longer. I, I, I'm not. Could... I'm. I'm not gonna attack him because Trump was already attacking him. <laughs> Trump put out. Trump <laughs> put out a, no, he called him nothing. He put out a video where uh, Chris Christie was actually like a real video of him giving a speech. But in the video, he had a Photoshop where Chris Christie had a big plate of food as he was giving a speech. <laughs> I swear to God, Trump, Trump and his team is hilarious. But, and and but Trump's big body ass don't really have much to say. We've seen him. We've seen him in them little white golf shorts. He got a he got a double BBL. <laughs> oh, oh! But uh, this is what I'll give Chris Christie because I saw him on a CNN interview with Jake Tapper, mm-hmm. and Jake Tapper was. Calling him a task, uh, same thing that you were saying. It was calling him a task about because Jake Tapper. I love Jake Tapper because uh, Jake Tapper gonna get in there and he gonna ask you tough questions. Yeah, and he gonna look at you crazy if you say something stupid. He gonna be like, "What you just said don't make no damn sense." Do you right. want to read that answer? Fair. So he was like, "Chris Christie, you know, you was you used to be down with Trump. You used to ride with him, part of the transition team. Why switch up?" And Chris Christie gave like an honest opinion. He was like, "Hey, look." 
I was trying to make him be a good president and help in any way that I could. And when I saw that he was falling short of that, I got out. And to his credit, you know, when I remember it, like Chris Christie, like was criticizing President Trump during his presidency. Good God. I've been drinking, folks. I've been drinking. I've been been drinking. Um, He was criticizing him. And can't we give people the right if we we talked about it before between the smart intelligence and wisdom right mm-hmm. like can't we give people the grace to be like oh man i thought i had it right but i was wrong this is this is what i used to believe i've gotten more information i know better now this is what i believe can't no, we cuz i'm not voting for any of them so it doesn't <laughs> I'm not, I'm not talking about actually voting for him. I'm talking about acknowledging the fact that, yo, people could change their minds. People could be pro-life one day, get hit with some facts or get hit with something personal and then be pro-choice the next day. People mm-hmm. couldn't be against the LGBTQ community or against trans kids one day. And then the next day they come out that their kid is a part of the LGBT or a loved one or somebody close to him is a part of the LGBTQ community. And then it changes their whole perspective on things. Most people don't take to heart things until it hits close to home. True. So I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt. He's switching up. You know, Mike Pence is out here. What you call him? The a human condom. <laughs> <laughs> he is the personification of boredom. I did not watch... <laughs> The CNN town hall, not because I don't want to give CNN ratings as part of it, but also just because, you know, Mike Pence is a human prophylactic. Like he is just <laughs> incredibly boring. And I, I, I wasn't going to give it the time of day. I read up on it and and uh, I read about it in the Times. And that was probably about the, the most that I'm bandwidth I'm going to give Mike Pence. I, I, I will say, you know, CNN fired their, their CEO. I mean, they they fired him mm-hmm. uh, yesterday or the day before and immediately Warner Brothers stock went up 8 percent because yeah. like he was not good for CNN. CNN yeah. was always kind of center, center left, mm-hmm. like they were center that veered left more than right, but would mm-hmm. have conservative right-wing voices on, and that's the reason why I always respected CNN, Mm -hmm. where it wasn't just one side all the time. Right. Um, But then, you know, the new, the the, the former CEO that got fired jumped in there, started switching up stuff. I wonder if they're going to bring Don back. Probably not. They (laughs) wanted to get rid of Don before this new CEO. They've been trying to get rid of his black ass for a long time. They really never liked Don. Like, (laughs) let's all... Let's all be honest. But Don is a twofer. And so they were like, can we really get rid of a gay black man? (laughs) I was trying to figure out what you was meaning when you said twofer, but okay. (laughs) Gay and black? That's a lot. We have a discrimination case. We get rid of him wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't be one thing you can't do in this world. And what? Well, excuse me. In this world, yeah, all over the world, but especially in this country, mm-hmm. one thing that you can't do is be a black man and attack a white woman in any way, verb- no. verbally, no. damn sure not physically, but but verbally or anything like that. You can't. You can't do it. And, and he we- got away with it one time. <laughs> he got away with it one time. 
He got away with it twice, actually. Then he attacked the other uh, non-white man. And they said, oh, he attacked somebody that's a person of color. We can get him now. And they got got his ass. (laughs) Yeah, because everybody else know he was just he was just reading them. That was a shade. Yeah, you know, we all know that. Well, and he did. <laughs> I mean, he. Don, I can even admit when I saw that clip, I was like, "All right, Don went too far on this one." Like, yeah, he, I can understand why they fired him. He, he went too far on this one. But I mean, the GOP race, I think, is going to be entertaining. You got Bubba Gump. <laughs> Wait a minute, who's you Bubba Gump? Tim Scott. Oh Lord. You got. Let's see. <laughs> He's Bubba Gump. <laughs> you got his old Bubba Gump shrimp looking ass. <laughs> Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who is that's, like that's the one that got Don fired. Listen, <laughs> bro, you wouldn't even be the multimillionaire entrepreneur here in this country if it was not. He describes himself as anti woke. If it was not for the woke movements of black people in this right. country, and so it's it's always the people who benefited from black labor and then discount it later on. That I'm just like extreme side eye. Well, that's the reason why us as Black Americans don't like being included in that group where they call people of color. Because let yes. me tell you, there's yes. so many people of color. Case in point, don't, don't China. say BIPOC. Don't say BIPOC to me. It's not. Uh, it is Black people, Indigenous folks, and then all the way over there. Sometimes it can be people of color. What it's like. Technically, Chinese in this country would be considered people of color. Yes. But in China, they have boycotted the Little Mermaid because mm. it's a black Little Mermaid. And so, they didn't even they don't really have a dog in that fight because okay. she was originally white. Right. Like it wasn't like we replaced a Chinese Little Mermaid. Right. With a black Little Mermaid. Y'all didn't have it wasn't even on that side of the world. It wasn't a single Asian in the original, it was in the Caribbean. It didn't have, and it's not like there's not Asian people in the Caribbean. They in Trinidad. I know they're there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't seen I don't see many Asian people speaking Jamaican patois. They are there, but they okay. were not in the film at all. Hmm. And so y'all don't even have a dog in that fight. So why are you even speaking up about why are you? Why does this even? What does this have to do with you at all? Because it's because everything in the world is anti-black people be like no it's not i i mean open your eyes yes it is just open your eyes like even in ukraine and i'm a supporter of us helping ukraine fight russia Mm -hmm. but at the same time there's a huge huge nazi influence in ukraine and some of them are the soldiers fighting against Russia? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's true. It's You're true. Not wrong. So, so uh, you know, I support. I support us giving aid and us helping fight. Because personally, I think Russia is a bigger evil, and China is an yeah. even bigger evil. But, but that's just my little two cents. But going with all of that, but one everyone, of them we owe a lot of money to, so we can't <laughs> say that that loud. Look, you know what happens when you owe a lot of money to somebody on the street. You start you, getting, you start acting up toward them. You ever know that when somebody owe you money, then they get an attitude with you? Right, right, right. I'm look, like, let me you tell you something. Owe me money. <laughs> no, let me tell you something. Matter of fact, I owe you forty five dollars, so I'm just going. <laughs> I forgot all about that forty five dollars. So 
Man, you really put you really putting the business out there on the street. I already put enough business out on the street with the Listen. two last Tuesday shows, with the interview yeah. with you, and then me me uh, talking to Allie about the time yeah. that me and Adam helped her out in that situation. There that was, was a lot a, of that was a great episode because I I remember the incident at the time. I remember y'all telling me about it the next day because we were all living back at home at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, so to hear her side of it and how it's impacted her life, that was very interesting to me. We had a conversation and Allie, because Allie, you know, we didn't put your real name out there. Your face right. wasn't out there. Um, I can say this. She she listened to the show, watched the show and texted me. She was like, I got a little emotional. And I was like, yeah. I did too. Yeah, I did too. We're forever bonded in that. And it's, it's in this weird kind of way, because like I said, we're not technically friends, friendly. Yeah. Um, and and we don't operate in the same circles, but because we live literally five, not even ten miles away from each other, we'll we will cross paths. And like I said, we're social media friends, mm -hmm. and 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 we we chit chat every now and then. But I, but I told her I was like, hey, you know what? We should get together sometime and just hang out because the impact. I told her like it helped me in this conversation when she was talking to me yeah. because that was a dark period in my life. And that was the, that was a light that I needed during that dark time to just be there for mm -hmm. somebody. And yeah. then to have her say how it impacted her made me feel good. So yeah. if y'all haven't listened to or watched that video, uh, that episode, Definitely go back it to out. it. Check it out. Uh, I'm very proud of that. It was it was very personal. That's it. I keep saying it, but that's it. That's all y'all gonna keep, get. Well, no, the next four shows you got on deck, they're all personal. <laughs> no, they're, not. No, they're not. No, they are not. They're all extremely personal. Now, Bruce, tell me about the time. No, <laughs> no, uh, 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 uh. But uh, what is personal is this GOP race. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know who's gonna. I I don't. They're There's, going. It's just a bunch of people dividing up what Trump leaves over into smaller and smaller pieces. Yeah, that's how it feels to me. And but if he keeps, we'll see. We'll see with these indictments. Got some new indictments coming down about his handling of classified <laughs> documents. They, uh, his, his, his lawyers went to the DOJ and was like, "Hey, man, uh, are you are you about to charge us?" <laughs> and they was like, "Yeah." Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we're coming for you. Yeah, yeah we're coming yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, can we talk to somebody to stop this? Nope. No. No. No, you can't. Not. This, no. this is coming. He got yeah. he got lawsuits in New York. He got lawsuits in Florida. He got lawsuits in Georgia. <sighs> Yo, the dumbest thing that he ever did was run for president because all his dirt got out, and yeah. then he did more dirt as president. Like, yes, bro, you was living good. Yeah, you I mean. Living all you because do, Obama were, wanted to joke on him. You were doing fine, just hustling people out of their money, not paying contractors, yeah. filing for bankruptcy every time something didn't work out. Doing fine, not paying taxes, living life. Living life. Hit TV show. But you had to go and ruin it by running for president. What a freaking idiot. All because Obama was joking your ass out. And he couldn't take it. And he couldn't take it. Hey, look, Obama was playing with him, though. He was. <laughs>
I, I would, I'd be hot too. And he if was. you go back and watch that clip, y'all go back and watch that clip. It was the <laughs> White House Correspondents' Dinner. Yes. And it is hilarious. It's hilarious. And even, you know, Obama was flaming them so hard. Even if I was getting flamed that hard, some of them jokes I got to laugh at. Like yeah. some, you know how you getting joked on so hard around people that you're just like, that's funny. That's but funny. That's I can't his, get mad. That, that uh, insecure person like Donald Trump, that is his worst fear to be in a room full of influential people laughing at his expense. Oh, that's yeah. his absolute worst fear. So, of course, he was going to take it way too far. And that's exactly what he did. Well, I'm going to be interested to see. Uh, he's already attacked Chris Christie. He's attacked Mike Pence. He's attacked Ronald DeSantos. I wonder what he's going to say about Tim Scott. I don't know if he's going to try anything with Tim. Tim is literally, I think Tim was strategically kind of smart in running on this kind of message of positivity and being this goofy bubble gump, big gum (laughs) goofball, right? Because you kind of don't want to attack the black positive guy. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, and then there's just some people that's in the race and you just don't even know why, like Doug Burgum. Like, Get the name his, out there. Even his, yeah, I think he's just trying to put North Dakota on the map. Uh, it's on there. We see it. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I think it's Canada. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a state. Right. I'm like, oh, and there's two of them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a north and a south. Oh, that's nice. Wonder what's going on up there. Nothing. Nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. Not I I assume not a whole lot. It could be. Some I don't ranching. Know. They ranching out there and farming. They're saying Fargo is growing and so all right. Okay, hey, there you go. Sure. That's what you want to say about that. But it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm I will be watching the first debate. I will not miss that for the world. No, it's going to be straight comedy. Yeah. It's going to be hilarious. I think we should make up a shot game. We (laughs) take shots. I'm not trying to die. Mm -mm. (laughs) Say what the rules of the game are. It doesn't matter. Whatever the rules are, it's going to lead to death. Every time we laugh, we got to take a shot. (laughs) Nope. Death. We ain't going to make it past the first hour. Every time we're appalled, we have to take a shot. Mm. Instant death. Then we ain't going to make it out the pregame. Whatever the pre-show is, we ain't going to make it out. Death. Instant death. Because that's going to be nothing but hilarity. Yeah. Speaking of hilarity, we talked about this on uh, the After Hours show, but Mm. I wanted to make sure and talk about it on this show. Domino Effect 2. Yes. Is out. It's on YouTube. The comedian is Ali Sadiq. And... I thought beyond just being a great stand-up, because I laughed throughout because Ali Sadiq is hilarious, it was touching as hell. And to me, it felt like art. It really did feel like art. And uh, so if you haven't seen it, check it out. We're not getting paid for this endorsement. Mm -mm. I just He's just really one of the comedians that you and I both love right now. He's one of the greatest comedians working right now. So He's, He's... One and two, he's one A, one B, part of my two group favorite comedians. It's him and Nate Bargatze. 
Baragetsi, yes. Baragetsi, it's, it's those you two. You're going to get that last name one No, time. I'm never going to get it right. But I, uh, I don't even know that he pronounces it right every time. <laughs> the way he pronounces it doesn't seem like that's the way it should be pronounced. Yeah. Especially from a man from rural Tennessee. Right. It just doesn't seem like that name fits. But him and Ali Sadiq, my two favorite comedians, mm-hmm. they are polar opposites, but not. Their comedy is the same. And yes, you're right. In this comedy special, I laughed. Mm-hmm. I cried. Cried ain't me crying ain't saying much because I'm a crier. Yeah. Uh, but I laughed, are. I cried, and I clapped at the end. Cause I was yeah. just like I did too. I did too. And I'm like, I'm a I'm I'm alone in my living room. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> Giving a round of applause. But it really it like it felt like I gotta give a round of applause to this, even though I'm sitting alone in my room. One yeah. of the greatest storytellers. Oh, um I think he right now, I think he is the best storyteller. Yeah. So Domino mm-hmm. Effect One, he said in an interview, is him ages ten to fifteen. Domino Effect Two is him ages sixteen to 18. So that's, it's the continuation of Domino Effect 1, which is also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe and watch that. Take take some time out of your, take an evening and watch those stand-ups. And it's on YouTube. It. It's, it's on free. YouTube. It's free. It's free. Ali Sadiq will, what, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? Ali, I don't know you, brother. I'm promoting the hell out of you for free. I'm going to put the link in the description of both the YouTube and the audio version of the show. So there's no reason for anybody listening to the show to not go watch that. Yeah. Go support this brother. And you know what else I'm going to do? Go support Nate as well. He's got a stand up on hell Amazon yeah. Prime. So I'm going to yes. put both of those in the description section on both the YouTube and the audio version. I support both of them. They don't know me. I ain't getting no money from it. No. Would love it if they come on the show. Would l- listen. <laughs> would love it if they would come on the show. Love it. Would love they, it if they came on the show. show. Don't yeah. even have to give me that much time. Five minutes. That's all I really need. Just give me five. <laughs> just a give me a, a tight five. Don't Not even it. just 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 come on, but. Pay attention to those guys. Uh, They are extremely funny. You're going to laugh. It's going to be funnier than this this GOP race. I don't know. GOP race is going to be kind of (laughs) funny. Okay, sis. Speaking Mm -hmm. of GOP. Yes. Alabama tried to pull some mess. And the Supreme Court struck it down. Some people out there might know what I'm talking about. Some people might not. Why don't you break it down for the folks out there? They they hit them with the Dikembe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They hit them with the Dikembe Mutombo, and they told them to get that out of there. So uh, the Associated Press reported that the Supreme Court today, Thursday, uh, issued a surprising five to four ruling in in favor of black voters in the congressional redistricting case in Alabama. So here's what's going on. Alabama's congressional map is so heavily gerrymandered that even though they have a quarter black people in their population, a quarter of the population is black folks, right? Mm -hmm. There is only one black congressman out of, I believe, seven. Seven. Seven districts, yes. So one out of seven ain't, ain't even close to a quarter. It's not 
it's not. It's one seventh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. what it is. It it's one seventh. It's one seventh. And if <laughs> yeah. you put one seventh up against one quarter, you'll notice they're not the same fraction. Yeah, if you put one seventh up against one fourth, mm-hmm. it's not the same. It's not the same number. It's not the same. Yeah. It's not. They're actually very different numbers. It was extremely different numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of those things is not like the other. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so black voters brought a case and the lower courts had decided, yeah, this congressional map is a complete violation of well, the Voting Rights Act. So you're leaving out something. Mm-hmm. What <laughs> the Congress in Alabama tried to do, because there was a large district of black voters, was basically cut that district in half, which yes. would be diluting the black vote in the state of Alabama. So that's what sparked this lawsuit. Yes. So they were trying to have most of the voters concentrated in one district and then spread out the rest of them, which mm-hmm. is which is a game plan that a lot of states use. Mm-hmm. A lot of states. Uh, you got Alabama here in Georgia. It's an issue down here. So it's, it's a game plan a lot of states use. So it went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And surprisingly, I mean, I, I even when I heard the news, I was like, oh, word? Right, because just a year before, the Supreme Court let it ride. They let it ride. Particularly yeah. uh, Chief Justice John Roberts let it ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time... To the two conservative justices, Brett Kavanaugh and Chief Justice John Roberts. Let's break that down for the folks. Chief Justice John Roberts, who's been pretty much, he's in a tough spot. He is in a tough spot. It was really in a tough spot when it was 5-4 conservative to liberal judges. Mm -hmm. Now it is 6-3 conservative to to liberal judges. He was typically the deciding vote when it was 5-4. Now he's got to pull somebody aside. And who did he pull aside? The beer drinking, maybe sexual assaultist? Definitely, probably. Uh, well, he's from Montgomery County. Certainly, allegedly. So he, he's from <laughs> Montgomery County. And all I will say is that that train trip that Allie was on with me, mm-hmm. that gentleman was from Montgomery County. I'm not saying in Montgomery County Look. where there's a lot of wealth and a lot of privilege that there might be... a a high propensity of sexual assault. They like these, to get handsy in Mo County. <laughs> they, they they get handsy in Mo County. Yes. But, uh, but continue, continue. But um, these two conservative justices joined the liberals in rejecting the Republican-led effort to weaken uh, landmark voting rights law. So in because of the new ruling, new maps in places like Alabama, obviously, but Louisiana, here in Georgia, where else was I? So Texas will be affected. South Carolina will be affected. Now, new maps um, are likely to be drawn, have to be drawn in these areas because of this ruling. Like this could have far-reaching consequences in what the house looks like moving forward. You said consequences. Is that the adjective that you want to use? No. Okay. <laughs> yes, because yes, implications. 
but, yeah, but yeah. consequences, yes. I mean, the consequences typically has a negative con- connotation, but literally yeah. a consequence is just a result of an action. There you go. That's the that's the uh, linguist right there breaking yeah. it down for you. So, but but, I, but the general people out there are going to think consequences as a negative form. That's the reason why I was like, eh, that's no. the adjective you want to use. Definitely impact, but also consequences, as yes. my sister just explained. Yeah, it'll have it'll have far reaching implications on mm-hmm. what the the makeup of the house could be moving forward. We could start to see a more representative house that's Mm. representative of the people, which would be some shocking shit. And that's my S word of the day. So (laughs) let me, let me break this down in the layman terms for a lot of people out there. Mm -hmm. So when you redistrict, you're drawing the the voting maps and and you're like, why is that important? Everybody's vote counts kind of sort of no. No, right? have like, you heard of the Electoral College? My votes well, don't count. That's well, that's national, right? But sort of yeah. same thing by same state. Thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they will draw the voting maps where your candidates will come from. Your local candidates will come from, right? And you vote on your local candidates. Mm-hmm. Well, your your local candidates are supposed to represent the people of that particular district. If mm-hmm. they redraw the district to make it more beneficial for one political party over the other, then you get a Congress and a state house that is not representative of the entire state or Mm -hmm. the country, but representative of what those people want to draw those lines for. So this is, this is government 101. And I know a lot of people out there, don't really understand what the three branches of the government does. They don't understand this. We all learned it, but you didn't. You didn't pay attention to it, and you didn't pay attention to voting. I didn't, and 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 didn't understand what the electoral college was. I had some people out there that were saying, "Well, I don't understand. Hillary won the popular vote. That doesn't matter. It's it the electoral college. Okay, it, it does yeah. not matter. Yeah. Um, so this is this is how they control the votes and how." The people that brought this lawsuit won the lawsuit is because they said, oh, you're violating black people's rights, the uh, voting rights. Mm-hmm. And essentially they were because they were making the voting rights of black people less important by drawing this district. So yes. when and- you say that we don't live in a racist country and you say that none of these things are still happening to black folks, this is a prime example of a dilution of the black vote. So much yes. so that conservative Republicans, well, I'm not going to call them Republicans, conservative judges who are probably Republican, conservative judges on the Supreme Court was like, nah, this is like, we can't even ride with this one and right. voted that down. All of them except for, you said Bubba Gump. What's my man from Django on chain? <laughs> what who, are you who, talking about? Who was Samuel Jackson and Django? Oh, oh God! What was it? Oh man, what was his name? Shoot! Now you know I gotta look it up. Yeah, that's uh, gonna what, that's gonna that's gonna drive me nuts. That's uh, okay. We're gonna pause, but we're not gonna pause. Steven. I'm just Stephen. Uh, yeah, Steven. yeah. Stephen from uh from the Django. He's on the, the Supreme Court. Okay, from Django, <laughs> whatever. He's on the Supreme Court. Y'all know who he is, Clarence. Yeah. Uncle Coon Thomas. Thomas. Clarence, I call him Coon. I call him Clarence Uncle Thomas. Um, he wrote the dissent, of course. Of course. And it said, quote, 
decisions to force Alabama to intentionally redraw its longstanding congressional districts so that black voters can control a number of seats roughly proportional to the black share of the state's population. Section two of the Voting Rights Act of 1965 demands no such thing. And if it did, Congress would not permit it. So what you're saying is, brother. Break it down for him. First of all, section two of the Voting Rights Act of 1965 prohibits voting practices or procedures such as, oh, I don't know, heavily gerrymandering a congressional district map that results in consistent and disproportionate election of non-black folks. There we go prohibits voting practices or procedures that discriminate on the basis of race, color, or membership in any one language minority group identified in section blah, 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 who cares? Okay. The point is, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The whole point is to force Alabama to intentionally redraw these longstanding racist, I'll add that in for you, racist (laughs) congressional districts so that black voters can not control a number of seats, but have their votes count for who their representative is so that it can be proportional to the share, a black share of the state's population. They make up 25% of the population. But they got one seventh. One seventh. Now, if you were to say, Jonna, what's one seventh in percentages? Holding a gun to my head? I need to tell my parents goodbye. (laughs) But... But I know that one seventh is not equal to one fourth. That's what I know. All right. So to figure out the math is seven divided into a hundred. Yeah. Okay. So that's. It's it's more than 10. Mom and dad, I love you. It's more than 10. So what's, what's the percentage? What's one seventh? It's percentage? less than 15. It's about 13 and a half percent. Sure. I don't know. But it act, act, actually is it's more of like 14.3 percent. I just did the math in my head. I was the math person. I'm the one who scored yeah, you are that. Uh, a perfect uh, math uh, score on his SAT. So much so that Virginia Tech came calling. Well, how nice for you, but my verbal made up for my math score. (laughs) I got an A in physics in college. Oh, did you get an A in physics? I had to go to special night school. (laughs) Uh, But, but so, hey, so I'm Supreme Court. I'm interested. I mean, of course, the uh, certain. Lawmakers in Alabama say it's not over. Other lawmakers are like, don't waste any more of Alabama's time. Redraw the maps. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what implications this has on other states, especially these states like, you know, Texas or Louisiana, who have these Republican supermajorities in their house and who have sent nothing but Republicans and maybe like one Democrat to uh, to the U.S. House. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, mean, it was mad. It was mad crazy. What's my man, Doug Jones? Mm-hmm. Doug Jones, when he won that yeah. Senate seat, uh, it, he literally had to beat somebody who was accused. Accused. It was an accusation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I believe the accusation, but it was still an accusation. There was right. no proof that it was it was real. Right. He had he had the only reason why he won is because he was running against an accused pedophile. Yeah, and it was still close. close. <laughs> it so... was still real close. 
America. Damn. All right, sis, this last topic I thought was funny, so I sent this to you. And uh, I'm going to give people the backstory. But before I give people the backstory, I must also explain that me and my sister are are not parents. We are not. We do not have children. No kids. Uh, Never raised no kids. Didn't adopt. Don't don't have no foster kids. No kids ever really lived with us as adults. Don't really like other people's kids. Uh, No, I love the kids. I love well, you the kids. That's you. Um, look, look. If no, you, that's not true. I have a lot of nieces and nephews and godchildren. Yeah, and godchildren. Yeah, what are you talking about? You, you but Auntie J. But I am fully Auntie J and fully in my Auntie era. And I love being an Auntie. But uh, no, we are not parents. No, not we parents. Have, we are not any sort of authority. You shouldn't listen to the rest of this. Actually, <laughs> actually, you should listen to it because it's going to be interesting. I don't know why my sister is trying to make you turn off the episode. Jay, just shut turn the hell it up. off. No, just Jay, shut the hell up. Don't listen to her. Anyway, we are about to give parenting advice mm-hmm. as non-parents. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. All right. So the story goes, and I found this story on, I wish I knew how to pronounce this, Qara. I don't know how to pronounce it either. Yeah, it's a it's a website. It's like where Q-U-R-A. you can go. O R A. Yeah, where you can go and ask questions. Yeah. So yeah. this person asked a question, and here's the question: Basically, am I wrong or did I do the right thing? And here's a scenario: uh, She wakes up in the middle of the night and finds her child, who was supposed to be asleep because it's a school night, playing his Xbox. So she decides to break the Xbox. And she's asking, was she right or was she wrong? Not even that. Not even that. She didn't even really ask. She asked for advice on how to convince her child who is now not talking to her. Yes. For breaking his Xbox that he's in the wrong. Okay. We can attack that, but I Mm -hmm. want to attack breaking the Xbox. Now, I dated a woman who had kids. Mm-hmm. I dated several women that had kids, but this woman in particular used to tell the kids, hey, go clean up your toys. I'm going to clean up and follow behind you. I'm going to tell you one time, go clean up your toys from this room. If the toys, if I go down there after a certain period of time on the next day and your toys are still on the floor hanging around, guess what? They're going in the trash. Now, I wouldn't throw the toys in the trash because no. you got to buy new toys. Right. But she had money, so it wasn't no big thing. And she, I, I was like, do you really throw the toys in the trash? Because I was there one time when she told them. I was like, is that like an empty threat? Or do you? And, and the oldest was like, nope. She throws away the toys. <laughs> she was, he was like, uh, they were like, nope. She throws away the toys. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, like if, if you tell them, you know, hey, look, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. Cool. Uh, breaking the Xbox, though. This is going a little bit too far. Yeah, that's stupid. I, I think you could take the Xbox away, but the Xbox costs too much damn money to just be breaking them. That's a $500 piece of machinery. Mm. That you paid for. That so you paid for. you just threw $500 in the garbage. Or, you know, it would have been even worse. She didn't really give us context on this, but I'm just spitballing here because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a parent. But what if that kid bought the Xbox on their own? That would be worse. Now, then I could see that child 
not speaking to their parent. I can see them not speaking to the parent in any situation. Yeah, you broke my Xbox. Right. Um, But definitely if the child was mowing lawn, we don't know how old the child was. We don't know any of that information. But but let's just throw out different scenarios, right? Like Mm -hmm. if the kid is up playing the Xbox in their room, I'm going to assume that they're of the age where they can have the Xbox and TV in their room. Nowadays, this is getting younger and younger, but I'm going to assume that they're at least in double digits, right? They're at least 10 and up. I don't know, but that you had a bedtime that you, I don't know. When did we stop getting bedtimes? When we learned to be quieter at night. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I'm trying to think of when I, I, because our father was notorious. I think he tried to tell us, I think when in one time for on Christmas Eve or something like that as adults, dad tried to say, go to bed. And we was we just sat there and laughed at him like, bro, you kidding us right now? Not We're not to going to bed. Like we are grown adults. I'll leave your house. I'll leave your house. That's I will, what I'll do. I will grab my keys and get in the <laughs> right. car. And get in the car. Good luck spending Christmas on your own. Talk about something. Go to bed. I remember <laughs> I mean, we laugh like so. Our father's a little bit different. He tried to pull that that stuff with us later in age. Matter of fact, he had me on strict curfew when we moved up to DC. And I remember my boy was like, "Why you got such a tough curfew?" Hey, I done made some mistakes in my life, and my dad trying to keep me on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. But uh, but once I proved to, to dad that I was like I could be responsible, I was like, "Hey, dad, can I change my curfew?" And he's like, "Okay, what time do you think it should be?" Don't think I should have a curfew. I'm pretty responsible. And then I proceeded to come home stupid drunk <laughs> that had to be carried t- to the room and, right. and our brother sleeping behind the bed. So age matters here when we're talking about yes. this Xbox. Yeah. But I think the parent is wrong in any regard. Yes. Because that Xbox is money. There's a whole, you could take it to, if you want to take it away from them, but you're scared of hiding it in the house, take it to your job. Take it if to you your job. No job. Take it to one of your friends' house and yeah. leave it there and stop them. You own punishment for the whole month. You can't have no Xbox. I'm taking it out of the house. You don't got to break it. So I understand when that kid was just like, look, you don't understand what's going on in my life. Maybe that's the only joy that I have. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's my escape from, from a miserable existence. Right. And you just took that away from me. Maybe I have anxiety and I can't sleep. And this video game is calming me down. You didn't think to ask any of these questions. Right. You just decided to get upset with me that I was up when I should be asleep and smash my Xbox. Now, I say all these things mm-hmm. as somebody who's not a parent because I understand that parents have a difficult job. You got work, you got bills, and then you got kids that you got to take care of. And in that important job, oftentimes you are too tired. I've seen it with my friends' parents. I've seen it in my parents. You're too tired to give that child the respect of what's going on with you. Right. But go ahead. Sorry. And they just and you just discipline them without really breaking it down and asking what's going on. It's my rules. Okay, that's great. But kids have their own things that they are going through. Mm -hmm. They're people. They're growing people that have emotions and hormones that they don't even know what's going on. Right. 
And it would be cool if parents took the time. And I'm not generalizing. I am generalizing. There are spe- there are cases out there where parents don't do that. But it'd be cool if parents took the time to just treat their kids as people and not just people that are supposed to do what they say. Not just as people, because and you see this a lot with the rise of gentle parenting, um, which is which is about checking in with your kid when they're when they're having difficulty and being like, okay, what are you feeling right now? What is going on? What are you, as opposed to jumping straight to corporal punishment or to violence, right? Because what did that child learn in that instance? Nothing. Learn how to hit. Learn how to hit, learn how to break things when you're upset that something is not going the way that you want it to go. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's more than treating them like people. It's also understanding that they just got here. Yep. Imagine moving to a new city and somebody getting upset with you for not knowing your way around without GPS. Wow, that's real. That's I a real ass analogy. I just got here. I You're just right. got here. I don't know how to be a person yet. Think about it. This kid was nine, ten years old. Okay, so maybe the last five, six years they were cognizant of their personhood that they were even right. a human being <laughs> yes. on Earth. Okay. That's not a your, long time. <laughs> right. Think back to your earliest memory. I can kind of think back to kindergarten a little bit, like sort of. I kind of remember bits and pieces of my, I just remember my kindergarten teacher, she got bit by a snake and broke her arm. And that's the, uh, I just remember <laughs> that. I just remember that. I remember okay. that because she was, we had a bunch of substitutes. And that that's the only thing I remember about being five. Like, that's it. Like, I think of childhood memories kind of like kind of like like being blackout drunk. Yeah. And this is what I mean by that. It gets to a point where you're blackout drunk where you don't remember anything and then you just snap out of that blackness and you're and you're you start remember your your memories come back. Yeah. But you don't remember anything before that. That's right. what it's kind of like for the first four or five years of your life. Yeah. Like you just wake up one day and like I'm aware. Like yes. oh this is what's going on. <laughs> but it's so far removed yes. from, from being brought into this world. And I get it. Parents, you have a tough job. You are living as an adult, which is tough in and of itself. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it, but it sucks. Adulting sucks. <laughs> Adulting sucks. You're living like an you're living as an adult, which is not cool. And then you're you're you <laughs> let me remind you, you made this choice to bring Mm -hmm. one or multiple other lives Mm -hmm. into this world. Now you were tasked with raising them. And I get it. You might not have the patience to sit down and explain to their little talking inquisitive asses what (laughs) what is and what isn't. Why do we eat this? Why can't I eat this? Why this and that? But guess what? Just as my sister said, try to navigate your way through a new city Mm -hmm. with no GPS. And then, and then when you can't do it, having someone be upset with you for that. Right. And so we're holding kids to this standard that we don't even hold ourselves to. Mm-hmm. We're, we're holding these kids to this emotional and intellectual standard, this maturity standard that they're, they can't have temper tantrums. They can't have bad days. They can't have mood swings. They can't be upset because you better fix your face, right? I have an attitude 72% of the time. <laughs> oh, oh, you know that percentage, but you ain't no one seventh. 
What's seventy two percent in fractions, Jay? Listen, gun to my head, mom, dad, I love you. Thank you for bringing me into this world. I don't know. I don't know. Three fifths. I made Yo, that. that's sixty percent. Oh well, I did my best. It's more like five sevenths. That you know what? Shut up. <laughs> just shut up shut up okay great i was in remedial math and you weren't oh, i don't know that that's right i don't know that that's right but i i imagine that that's it's i know it's definitely closer to three-fifths <laughs> <laughs> i know that i'm gonna pull up a calculator and figure it out <laughs> jackass but i mean we walk around losing our patience, getting upset, having mood swings, all of these things. We we get frustrated. We want to have... Hold on, time out. I just pulled out a calculator. Five sevens is .714, which is basically 71%. So I was right. Let's end the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's no, not go ahead. This is also going to be the last time you're going to see me on this show. No, it's not. You are contractually <laughs> obligated now. The hell I am. Look, if, if, if let you stop. I'm going to send all those people that complain when they don't get their sibling happy hour. I'm going to put them in your inbox. I'm going to give them your address. And <laughs> let me let me tell you, they will drive from wherever they are. Some of them are in Norway. They'll they'll drive in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna drive in the ocean. They're gonna drive in the ocean to go they're get not you. Make <laughs> it. Just finish your point. <laughs> My point is, we hold kids to a standard we don't even hold ourselves to. And I, and you're right. I mean, I'm not a parent. Sometimes I, I'm a pet parent, and some, I lose patience with her. And yeah. she can't even talk. She can't do right. nothing for herself. Well, see, I would say being a pet parent is tougher than being a parent once you get kids to a certain age because a pet parent is like having a toddler for the rest of your life. Yes. I have to feed her. I have to take her out. I have to take her to the bathroom. Eventually, a kid can pour their own juice. <laughs> it's poorly. It's poorly. It's and there'll poorly. be no pace. But, it's but they can do it. all over the counter, but they can do it. They can do it. Okay. But I mean... Yeah, I I don't know what to say about that. It's hard to find that level of patience, but you just have to remember they just got to Earth. Mm -hmm. Like they just got here. You should remember that because you gave birth to them or you were present at their birth, hopefully. You hopefully should remember (laughs) when they were born. And and for those people that are like, but my kid's a teenager. Okay. Using my sister's same analogy, you've been in the city for a year and a half, maybe even two years. But now somebody's invited you to their house, mm-hmm. you don't have a GPS, and the house goes back roads. Yeah. Things get more confusing the more you go along. And then just imagine trying to do that, trying to navigate to this back roads house, and all you could think about. It's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and you tell me. <laughs> that feels like a personal shot. <laughs> you tell me how easy it is to do that. Teenager, it's even worse. Yeah. Their hormones are out of control. And all mm-hmm. they can think about is the opposite sex. And they just, they don't know what to do with themselves. They're so angry and so miserable and happy and weird. And they don't. <laughs> 
and they are full of energy, but also sleep constantly, and they eat up everything, but they're always hungry. It's like it's they're a black hole for just all your energy. I get that. I've been around teenagers. I was one myself. I mm-hmm. hated it. Okay, so I, I loved- get. I hated being a teenager. I don't, I don't know if I loved or hated it. Was it. Like it was like just... you were on the precipice of being an adult, but you had no rights or access to anything. Like I couldn't even rent a car. I couldn't do wow, nothing. Wow, why'd you want to rent a car? Like just to get the hell on somewhere. Like just, <laughs> <laughs> just anything. Just I guess. Anything. I guess what we're trying to say is parents try to remember what it was like for you growing up. Right. Please don't. I know that's difficult because the further we get along, like I have less and less memories of my teenage years. Like that just happens when you get older. You'll never Um, remember those specific memories, but you'll remember how it felt. Yep. You will remember how being chastised and you're not quite 100% sure about what you did wrong. And you really learned nothing. You just know you got yelled at. And so it just made you more secretive. <laughs> like you just did little things like that. Just remember how those things made you feel. And if it means that you got to take a second, because the consensus was under her question that she was dead ass wrong. And I agree. Yeah, she was um, dead wrong. Not just from a financial standpoint, but that child learned nothing. They learned, they had no, they learned nothing, no reason for why they need to go to bed, why it's mm-hmm. important for them to get a full night's sleep. And you learn nothing about why that child was still up. Cause it's like, it's like you said, they could have had anxiety. It could be worried about something going on in school the next day. You don't know why that child was up. You didn't even try to find out. I only learned in my adult life. And I don't know that I would have been able to explain it in my teenage years. Maybe if I had a, a, a no knock to my parents, uh, but maybe if I had parents that were more mentally health aware, yeah, that they more tapped, the right- more tapped into our emotional health because yeah. we we have we have boomer parents and and it's it's very much of I put a roof over your head, clothes on your back, food in your belly. I've done I've done I've my done job. A great job, yeah. But like one thing that I know now in my older age is I absolutely used video games Mm -hmm. to deal with my anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the reason why that that was a personal thing. What I said, you know, you don't know what he's going through and why he's up playing video games uh, late at night. And you you absolutely didn't learn anything. You know, would have been a great lesson. Oh, you want to stay up and play video games? Okay. Guess what? You better not miss that bus in the morning. And if you do, it's going to be hell to pay. But go ahead and play all the video games you want and then watch them have a struggle day at school and Mm -hmm. then don't let them take a nap when they get home. No, I got some chores I need you to do. Yeah, that'll teach them real quick. Oh, that's the reason why sleep is important, because if they question you, and they're like, I don't need sleep. That's that's a lesson that you could teach them like, oh, okay, I'm going to show you how much you need sleep and why you need to get a good night's rest. But, yeah, parents, you know, parents just don't understand. That's what Will Smith said. (laughs) I just find it interesting, like how quickly they for, like I see some parents just like forget what it was like to be a child where where your entire life is controlled. You don't really get to make any of your own decisions unless you have some of those parents that are like, "What would you like to wear today?" or "What would you like to have for your lunch today?" I mean, that I really um, admire these. I don't know that I could be a gentle parent. 
but I admire those people who really do sit down, get down on their kids level and really say, what are, let's breathe through this or like to try to teach this, um, to try to raise the EQ of their children mm-hmm. and really teach um, emotional intelligence. I, God bless you for having the patience. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I, I, I be losing it sometimes, but it's the parents that think that they're teaching a lesson, but really the only thing you're doing is reinforcing just bad habits of violence in mm-hmm. your children. Mm-hmm. And you really need to think about it. Am I this type of parent? And if so, is this really the lesson that I want to teach? And that's advice from two people. They ain't got no parents. damn tears. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes a team FTK. F them kids. <laughs> but, but, uh, but mostly it's, we like kids. Yeah, we, they're, we love they're the kids. Okay. They're, we love the kids. Sometimes. sometimes but on that kids. note, Jay, what you want to tell the people out there? Man, I don't have much for today, um, except, you know, no more no more people in the GOP race. We're good. We're good with the number that we've got. Um, it's already going to be as hilarious. Nobody else needs to announce. We're good. Unless it's somebody funny. Unless it's somebody... You know what? I take it back. If it's going to be funny, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. and run. <laughs> but on that note, for me, thank you again for watching and listening. I'll holla. Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Perspectives with Bruce Anthony. Please subscribe, like, comment, share, and donate. Donations help us keep giving you this free content each and every week. Until next time, Audi 5000. Peace.